Oh, I'm gonna make a drink. Oh god. <laughs> the switch will flip. <laughs> Welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your twice-monthly podcast that's temporarily delivering the juice on Joe. This is episode 102. We will be covering from the one hour, two minute, and 26 second mark uh, to about the one hour, 11. We'll just round up and say 112 Mm -hmm. is uh, where we're going to end up in this piece. Pack it up, pack it in. Let us begin this episode. I am your host, Aaron, and with me are two men who came to win. Battling them would uh, most definitely be a sin. They're the cream of the crop. They rise to the top. And do not try to play them out because their names are not Sega. Gentlemen, don't go out like a punk bitch. Switch up your style and introduce yourselves. I'm Brian. I'm Caleb. That was easy. What are we doing here, G.I. Joe the movie? And after this episode, there's only two, maybe three episodes left. Maybe three. I would say probably two is about right. So that means one. Because there are credits. We're not going to do credits. I got a side uh, a side message from All Hail, mm-hmm. and she actually said that she wishes that we could continue reviewing G.I. Joe. Oh, just to go into the series? Forever. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if she'll even hear oh. this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll do that then. Thanks, Thanks. all hail for yeah. that suggestion. Yep. Thank you very much. We're just, it's not going to be the auto yo decepta Joe. <laughs> That's on you, Haley. All right. <laughs> Last episode, we talked about the possibility for us going to TFCon DC. Any updates on that? Do we want to go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to go. Of course I, I will think, I think the major component is going to be whether I can uh, financially justify it because Chicago was a little much for me. Okay, well, let's figure out how to do it on the cheap. Well, you we can Airbnb for it. <laughs> Airbnb creeps me out. What? Airbnb is great. I've actually Airbnb twice in Washington, D.C. and had really good experiences both times. Do you like go through their stuff? No. See, I definitely have to go through their stuff. Well, that's not, that's, 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 the, that's not the spirit that's, of Airbnb. Then it's like, yeah. it's the opposite of you being creepy. Well, that's out. like, it's a, you creeping people. That's, a, that's, that's, a, right. that's an Airbnb. Well, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I don't, I don't put myself in situations where I'm allowed to be tempted. Well, then here's what I think you should stay somewhere different than where me and Aaron stay. Maybe the car. <laughs> <laughs> Drive your van. Oh, heavens <laughs> to Betsy. I would love it to see how far I'd get before that thing explodes. He, he, he wouldn't make it through West Virginia in that thing. <laughs> it has I some. I don't know if he'd make it through West Tennessee. Yeah. It has some fun and interesting new problems. Caleb, whenever I picked up your wife um, the other day. What? That's right. <laughs> she was on the corner. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that was um, that's terrible. Well, I was supposed to pick her up from I get a it. medical. Yeah, you're, help, you're helping. You were helping out. Thank you. Exactly. Much. And um, so whenever I went to start my van, the key would not turn at all. Like it was locked. And I know sometimes you turn the wheel and it'll, it'll, nothing was happening. So I ended up beating the shit out of the steering column with my ice scraper, uh-huh. which eventually worked. And it, But it looks like now that I've broken into a vehicle yeah. and hotwired it. So sometimes when it locks like that, all I have to do now is just gently nudge the key and it'll work. 
But uh, Ryan has a history of just owning and driving dumpsters on fire <laughs> until they die. Yeah. Do you think this car will pass inspection? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think at this point it will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such a piece of garbage. You should customize it like those crazy people did. Do you know, like you should paint on it murals and yeah. stuff oh, that's like ridiculous. that, it's like some heavy metal type. I have thought about building cabinets and stuff in it. Do you, you should. Do you, do you remember when uh, oh. Mel- Melody gave me that mattress to get rid of? At yeah, the I, was, I was getting ready to bring this up because my wife made a comment about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes... Um, yeah. What'd she say? <laughs> she said, Ryan has just a bed mattress in the back of the van. And she goes, <laughs> he just goes out and takes naps in it on his lunch break. And she goes, it's gross. It doesn't have any sheets on it or anything. It's just a raw mattress. And yeah, so Ryan, Ryan has, and, and and could you please explain to the listeners how you acquired this and why it's in your van? Uh, Melody wanted me to take it to the dump, and the, you know she gave me fifteen bucks to dispose of it because that's the charge, and I have just kept it in there because it's fun. I yeah, I put it in your back of your van because we got new beds for the girls, yeah. and we didn't need that stinky old mattress anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, Give me that fifteen dollars. <laughs> well, I technically have disposed of it. I guess. <laughs> yes, that's true. So you, you can do those at the recycling center down. Oh, on, you're uh, explaining yeah. to Ryan how he knows oh, no. how it to be done, but he, I mean, it's, it's, he just like he just doesn't want away. I I do. I go out on my lunch break sometimes and sleep in it. <laughs> Which is also weird because, like, I have to find a place to park where I'm like, I I don't think the people beside me are going to leave because I open the sliding doors so I can get a draft through. So if anybody I, walks like, by, you take a nap and the, the both of the sliding doors are open. Yes, so you get a cross cross freeze. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody walks by, there, there I am <laughs> in all my glory. Has that happened? Has people? Have yeah, happened? man. <laughs> it's a big office. <laughs> <laughs> that nothing feels more homeless than this. <laughs> so I would give anything to sketch you in this moment. I'm gonna start driving. I'm gonna up, go over there. up to the old airport over lunch. I gotta get pictures and post this online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So basically, you're you would go to you you're gonna go to DC, but if you do, it's it's gonna be on that kind of budget. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So I guess I don't need a room. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just need someone to tow the van up there. It's always nap time. Nothing's ever easy. Maybe we'll hitch it to the back of the plane that we're on. <laughs> I think it should be a, like, a, I think we should try to get that uh, van out there. And if it breaks down, we just leave it. <laughs> then I need, I, I need a car then. Well, let's get you something. Better than what you have. No, it's got to be free or less. It has to have a be- has to have a mattress. In it. <laughs> it doesn't oh, have to. Oh, my mattress. <laughs> if uh, that van ever dies, you probably won't get rid of it because you're a hoarder, and you could put it in your basement and oh, try and like make a room. He's out of it. totally going to drive that van around to the side of the house and just still sleep on the mattress. <laughs> That's crazy. You guys, are or silly. you could turn it into a transformer. You could take it apart. We'll do some welding. And that then... seems like oh, that takes work. <laughs> like. That's the price okay. of a car right there. All right. Now, the last car I had that died, I just had some those people come pick it up and they take it away. Okay. Well, I probably turned this. I don't have the seat. Obviously, with the mattress, I don't have the seats in it. They're in my garage, so I'd probably use those for some kind of something. I have a shopping cart now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me count off the really weird things that Ryan has. He's got a really old wheelchair. He's had, he's, he's <laughs> had, had that for like 20 years. Yeah, well, more than that. He's we had that since we lived together. We, I remember we, we 
used to have it at the house, and we'd just roll around in it at parties. Yeah, yeah. And there was one guy at at a party who got really angry and huffy about it uh, because his mother had MS, right. and he felt like Ryan was being disrespectful to what nope. the the spirit of his mother. I, I can, I can see where he went there, but if you know Ryan, Ryan just likes. It to was sit just a out. wheelchair. <laughs> it's just a chair on wheels. Yeah, I mean, it's, you like know what? I don't like that because it's disrespectful to FDR, my favorite president. <laughs> it would be like if I were voluntarily doing dialysis but didn't need it. <laughs> he just Ryan sees a chair with wheels, and he's like, "Let's go." Give me. So there's that. Ryan has, frankly, a lot of this stuff is really cool. It's just weird and nonsensical. (laughs) He has this uh, bar. I don't know if you got it on Craigslist. Craigslist, yeah. But it looks like it's straight out of Los Angeles, 1983. Black onyx with, like, silver trim and mirrors. mirrors. It's it's something you'd see on Scarface. Yeah, it is. I definitely want to do coke off of it. Mm -hmm. It is magnificent, and it's in your house. Yeah, Uh, it's in my living room. Oh, that's right. It moved up. It was I brought it up there without authorization. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. West was asleep, and she woke up the next day, and it was in there. And I'm like, yeah, it's ensconced, bitch. You don't like it, you move it. <laughs> She's grown to like it. How did you do that by yourself? That's a big piece of equipment. He's motivated you by got, it. If you're motivated, you can do it. The sky's the limit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to think. I mean, he won't, get a ma- he won't get rid of a mattress out of his van, but he'll move an entire bar from his basement <laughs> yeah. to his living room. Uh, I'm trying to think what other sort of weird stuff you have. I mean, a shopping cart. What's the story behind that? Uh, it was on the side of the road right <laughs> near my house for like a week, and I've always wanted a shopping cart. This this is my homeless dream, I guess. No, I've always wanted a shopping cart because I thought I could turn it into a cart I could pull behind a bike, you know, for shopping trips and stuff. But then I got the cart and it's solid steel and I'm like, I don't have the equipment to do this. So now it... And it, it would totally, dude... It would totally fall over while you're trying to pull it behind you. Well, no, no. I wouldn't use the wheels on it. I would basically saw off the bottom part, put the basket on like a wood plank with bigger wheels, like bike wheels. Yeah. I would probably just buy a cart that you can pull behind a bike. But this was free. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You're right. Could your dad make that for me? My dad will not do anything for me. The weasel. He has welding The equipment. weasel and the milkman. My dad That's will look a... at this and like, why the why the hell are we doing this? <laughs> he wants to do what? Tell him to, to go to hell and die. Yeah. All right, well, I'm sure there's other things. I can't think of them right now, and I'm sure that everybody would rather we get into the last episode yeah, recap. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> so, last episode, the Joes mount a failed escape from Cobra Law. With uh, only blaster, I, or I mean roadblock escaping, no. with his slippery, scaly sidekick in tow. Say it, Caleb. Once <laughs> The renegades chow down on endless racks of pork ribs <laughs> while, while Falcon huffs his hoofs to his new home. And uh, a training montage uh, ensues, and then the renegades get commissioned. Infiltrate the Terradrome, and bonus points if you do it without <laughs> weapons. The Baroness does a knockout job of finding out where the BET is hidden, and the Renegades infiltrate the Terradrome. Falcon attempts a transmission, gets captured, gets the fuck beat out of him. He is holding out for the bomb to go off that was set in the armory. Five more minutes. That's right. We open up at 10226. The the Renegades are re-infiltrating the Terradrome. We'll remember that uh, 
Uh, Sergeant Slaughter leaves no one behind. They're mm-hmm. going to rescue Falcon from this uh, from this torture scenario. We see some cool shots of them blasting through some vipers. Not uh, vipers, bats. Oh, that's right. They're battle android troopers. Uh, <laughs> we see their one, chest and one we see their, one decapitated. <laughs> their head on the ground. They're yes. not going to do that if they're real people. And uh, the Joes charge the throne room where Nemesis Enforcer is preparing to dispatch Falcon. And uh, he throws Falcon some 30, 40 feet. I believe that would kill him. I think dislocated arm. Something That's it? Get, some, I don't think it would kill him. are pretty resilient. I don't think it would kill him, but it's something to get broken. I would say that arm's probably fucked Unless up. Unless he lands on his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. that might be a problem. I'll go with it. Red Dog sends a couple of flesh wounds at uh, well, Zaymart and Max here. The, the Nemesis Enforcer throws a squid straight up into Sergeant Slaughter's face. Which yeah. this, you know, I was really curious, like, we were all talking about, like, how does he keep his shades on during the fight with Nemesis Enforcer? This explains it right here. The, whatever that thing is, that alien-looking thing, pretty much holds his glasses holds in place. Yes, exactly. It's true. Shade protectors. Yeah. It's true. Tough Shades. That's the name of the company. Tough Shades. I wear Tough Shades. <laughs> Staple into my face. <laughs> After this squid gets thrown on Sergeant Slaughter's face, Nemesis Enforcer gives him a few good uppercuts and hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, at this point, Red Dog sends some flesh wounds at Zaymok and Tomax. Is it not? Nope. Which Red Dog's the, the other guy. That is, I don't know his name. Murfer. Murphy. Mercer. Mercer. <laughs> yep, we're really good at That's this. him. <laughs> it's the ex-Cobra guy. Um, so he fires at some of his former officers. And uh, yeah, and there's one thing that struck me also is that like it's a scene. They are just flesh wounds, but it is a rare scene where you see someone actually get hurt. At this point, then uh, they fire at Serpentor, the Renegades. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and remember their names. They're all <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> and Serpentor, it, we, he cowers at this point. He, yeah, he does. Me, me. He does instantly say, "Help, Nemesis Enforcer." A which, very quick cower, turn to cowardice. And yeah, I think it's it, it seems a rare like I don't remember that happening before or since in the in the context of him being a coward. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, it felt a little Usually out of character. I know he's a lot of talk, a lot of talk. But yeah, that was an unusual move on his part. But yeah. I guess they had to have a reason to have Nemesis Enforcer stop, stop fucking up Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. I mean, he could have murdered him right there. We've got uh, so Nemesis ditches Sergeant Slaughter to help out Serpentor. The Droz, the Droz regroup. We've got Falcon up here to help out Sergeant Slaughter. He easily pulls the squid from his face. At this moment, Sergeant Slaughter looks like Freddie Mercury. I want to break free. <laughs> hey guys. Wanna listen to some Queen? <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. <laughs> okay, I'm glad this is all working out. Yeah, <laughs> even better. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. To the Fandango! Okay, so the, everybody's leaving. The bomb, the bomb gets down to zero. There's some excellent explosion animation. This whole explosion this sequence is amazing. It looks so good. From the internal, we see yeah, explosions chasing uh, uh, vipers down the hallway from outside the pterodrome, uh, which does look like there's dry land it around yeah, it. But. Uh, but so there's some explosions there. Wait, hold on. Uh, go back. Sounds like somebody's pissing. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to where the pterodrome's starting to explode. Look at the ground again. Are those like 
like electrical cables. Those, yeah, those are the they extension do. cords they're running to power. <laughs> they do look, it does look Terror like throw. through the swamp they're stealing power <laughs> from someone. <laughs> there's somebody, there's some like little swamp shack that's like, man, my electric bill's high. Two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's just they don't, they don't. Uh, with all the terrorist money they've got, they can't afford cable. Serpentor's like they're just stealing it. Yeah. Get me the bachelor. Yeah, it's like this. I command. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. There's so yeah, many cables going. Explosions. That's you can workshop, workshop that. <laughs> Explosions from the top of the terror drum. The, the Joes are getting in their, their red boats, which names I'm blanking out on, and escaping as the as the terror drum. I thought they were just blowing out the armory. Turns oh, out they're fucking the whole decimating. <laughs> whole they fucked that thing up. And how long has the terror drum been, I guess, the de facto Cobra headquarters? Buzz Dixon addresses this a little bit in the, in the commentary. Okay. All, right. All right, we'll wait for it. And I, and I have a topic... About this, once the the Joe base gets attacked by Cobras. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. The shock waves, even into the water, are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the as the Joes depart the scene here, and the waves catch up to them, you just see it's a what was the Terradrome is now a smoking hole in the ocean. Um, you happen to pause it at like uh, a nice spray. Yeah, that, that one oh three forty three basically, and the, the sea spray is really neat. You know the animation of this movie is good. It's quite good. It's quite consistently good. Yeah, I, I I would say consistently better than Transformers the movie, but I've drawn some hate from people for oh. saying that in the past. Well, I said that. I said that I think it's consistently better. I think yeah. the highs are better in Transformers and the lows are worse. Yeah, but this is consistently. better. I still stand by it. You know who you are, Andrews. <laughs> oh, well, we'll never figure it out. Oh, hey, by the way, I, I finished reading uh, Coming of Mage. I'm taking it with me on my vacation. I read it. Good book. Yeah, Coming of I Mage. enjoyed it a lot. I talked to him a little bit about um, Michael Andrews' uh, book, Coming of Mage. Go to Amazon. You can pick it up. It's great. Um, I talked to him a little bit about uh, his possibility of doing sequels because it definitely it, ends. Yeah. What, what, the, I guess, well, yeah. Well, it, 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 it ends in a place it where it could, the story could continue. Yeah, it leaves totally. We should have book club this, guys. Why didn't we book club it? Do you want to do a Coming of Mage series? Like where we like uh, have a podcast? Chapter by chapter? We chapter do. by chapter breakdown of Coming of Mage? Hmm. Are you ready for this? Da-na-na. Pizza tossing, Mike. Michael, Michael, motorcycle. <laughs> Chapter one, Alchemy Heights, summer 1986. Summer of 1986. Yeah, it takes place in the 80s. I think we should do a, an audiobook version of it where we have, uh, we can t- read it and then narrate it in the voice of Sergeant Slaughter. And Starscream. That's yeah. funny for a minute. <laughs> All right. There you go. I don't know why you needed the book to make that comment. Because I was going to do some reading like, she poured out some of the iodized salt into the restaurant table and pressed her thumb into it. Whoa, I told her. <laughs> nice. I hate it already. See? I'm instantly upset. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, yes, ladies and gentlemen, go out to Amazon and get Coming, Coming of Mage by Michael Andrews. It's a, it's basically a it's, a, it's a book about uh, wizards set in the 1980s. Uh, it's, it's great. It's good stuff. I really, really enjoyed it, and that's not just because we're friends. <laughs> Right, I'll, and I'm going to read it on vacation, Michael. I haven't gotten to it. I'll, I'll hopefully my opinion's different because I want to be different from these guys. <laughs> you might burn it to the ground. <laughs> That's right. So the Terradrome has exploded. All the Cobras are dead. Psych. There's an extra super <laughs> secret pit in the bottom of the Terradrome. Yeah, the Cobra Panic yeah, Room what? that that they come out of and open up, and it is revealed that at the very least the executive leadership yeah. has survived uh, yeah. this uh, explosion. Else. Um, it's a real situation where they sent up Air Force One to circle the planet while the White House got fucked up. Yeah. 
He wants the Joe's heads. He commands it. This I command. Back to the B-E-T. Cobra (laughs) is launching a full-on, I'll say Statue of Liberty scale attack on uh, the facility in which this B-E-T is housed. Immediately. I guess they had some reserve troops at another base. (laughs) Right. Some ancillary troops. At at about one hour, four minutes, and nine seconds, there's a really faint voice you can hear that's just a random, like, security guy who says... Perimeters are secured, sir, but he sounds drunk, and he says it like, Perimeters are secured, sir. It just made me he's, laugh. And he's <laughs> obviously wrong. <laughs> yes, instantly proven wrong. So I have an issue with the fact that these guys know really well where each other's bases are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Baroness gave this information up. That's true. This is not technically a Joe base. It's a civilian security uh, area. This isn't the Joe base. Mm-hmm. But... John but the Joes didn't know where the Technodrome was. Terradrome. Terradrome. Technodrome. <laughs> <laughs> have I been saying Technodrome? No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't so. I have. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, they. I just like, they're quick to attack each other. Also, though, it wouldn't be that hard to figure out with every Joe vehicle parked around a civilian security yeah. base. And they're, driving, and they're driving back. And as base. we'll see, yes. there have to be a lot of Joes close by because they show up. Very quickly. That is something I have well. an issue with also, <laughs> yes. So, civilian base, but Cobra is attacking hard. It does not take long for them to breach this perimeter at all. It's not that secure. The soldiers engage uh, a security dome of sorts to cover the BET and prevent its theft. I wonder how much this private base is charging the government for this. Probably a lot. I, yeah, they should have just bought it. Yeah. Duke and Hawk, they assemble a counterattack. We see some vehicles, uh, including, I, I always have to look these up, yeah. including a Mauler, an AWE Striker, Havoc, an LCV Recon Sled, and we'll see Duke riding what is known as an Armadillo. Armadillo. I, I feel like General Hawk shouldn't be piloting a fighter. Probably not. I don't know that Duke should be like, <laughs> unprotected on top of this crazy single-man tank thing. I don't think that Serpentor should be flying a jet either. That's true. That's None true. of these people should be operating any of this equipment. Uh, from the skies, we see Conquests and Tomahawks taking off here. Um, I guess nobody is watching the Rawhides because they've been yeah. ditched. Jinx hotwires. She can do everything. And yeah. she tries to... Well, she is a mechanic, as you yeah. see. As we've she, seen. She, she works these things. Well, uh, she hot wires it to try and start it up. No luck. And uh, I think there's a there's a uh, switch flipping scene here that I feel might have been rotoscoped. Oh, okay. Let's watch that. This whole that maybe that, that, that little piece. Good. I will say mm-hmm. I did. This made me question. Like, do you can you hot wire a helicopter? It, I mean, do helicopters have to have keys? And I did look it up. And it turns out yes. According to Mike Freeman, U.S. Marine Corps retired. Since the 1970s, all U.S. military helicopters have keys to engage the ignition circuitry. So they don't start it, but you have to have the key to be able to start Complete it. So the I guess circuit. she does. Pilots, if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, but then she says, the first one to talk about my bad luck gets a knuckle massage. Yeah, I would that, like. That, that doesn't sound like a bad no, thing. I, I know. Would, I would like a knuckle massage. It sounded like something you requested Tokyo Sauna. Yeah, we know what that is. Yes. Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Listeners, Tokyo Sada was a pur- purportedly a massage parlor. I don't think purportedly. That they did get busted a bunch that you could get, you know. Countless times. Stuff, there was a special menu. <laughs> I, as a high school student, actually went in the building. What? Oh, I remember this. I got to hear about this. It's not, not much of a story. 
I was with a group of friends, my my North Springfield friends. Where my North is at? That would have been Joe uh, Peabody, some cousins of his, and some people he ran with, and people his brother ran so with. You guys were like, Let's I was go. probably I was probably. 15, 16 maybe. And uh, we were just wanting booze. We were we were <laughs> bold enough. We were going, we were like stationed in front of grocery stores and ask asking people. strangers to buy us alcohol. Is this still a thing? That, <laughs> Listeners, that, can that still work? Do you that, just did ask? Did that work? No, it didn't work. But we it used thought to for some it, logic in our heads uh, was that, you know, maybe we could ask the people at Tokyo Sauna to buy it. Why? Why? Because they're deviants? Because they're already doing illegal right. things. Maybe they would uh, Maybe they would. That's buy like going to a crack den for to minors. get pirated DVDs. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we didn't come off as undercover uh, police operations wow. at so all. So you were brave enough to go to We went in. I can't remember who went in with me, uh, but I was in the building. It was very... Uh, velvety, red lighty, and silky. Yes. There were about 10 women in the very opening room. I mean, it was a, it's a small building. Mm-hmm. There were about 10 women in the lobby room area, which basically looked like a living room. Yes. And uh, they, were all, in, but they were all sitting around in silky negligees. And I, and they didn't speak English very well, of course. Yep. And <clears> I <throat> just remember trying to ask the question about, to go oh buy. Could you go buy me alcohol? Yeah, and they don't know what we're saying. They probably, at all. They probably they didn't understand. They probably weren't anything allowed anything. to leave the building. So, yeah, your plan no, is, it was a really stupid plan. I, you come I with me to a second location. <laughs> To illegally purchase an underage person, they, they probably couldn't. They probably couldn't. There, there might have been a, a liquor store right next door. I can't remember. It's in. It was in a, like a really seedy strip. Yeah. And then the madam comes out with an eye patch and a real long cigarette holder. It's like, I'll buy you alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen, unfortunately. It did. Yeah. And then that place got shut down and then turned into Happy Sauna, which right. then <laughs> also got shut down. Right. I haven't driven that part of town in a while. I don't know. I, I don't even remember where it was. I think it's now called Empty Sauna. It's uh, <laughs> north side. I want to say it's north, north, north Glenstone. It's north. So Glenstone. everybody go check that out. <laughs> well, see if you can find some Tokyo Sauna stuff to put on. The I website. will. Hang on a second. Let me just do a little. Oh, hello, Kim Fields from our last Google search. YP.com. What oh, look. That? Go back again. Go back again. Look. Hong Kong Spa. Now it's called Hong, Hong Kong, Kong Spa. Spa. <laughs> it has two stars. <laughs> I'm going to see. It refuses to die. This is amazing. Wow. Let's, I want to see the, the reviews. They don't have a website, unfortunately. Uh, Rip wow. off. Paid for an hour massage and never got a massage. They Whoa. let me just lay there. They told me they would be right back. A few minutes, she back in the room. Then, oh, sorry. I go eat lunch now. I will be back. I like the, I like the one below it. We'll be going back. <laughs> three, three stars. Three stars. It's the legacy. Her hands were too uh, rough. The legacy of Tokyo Sana. All this came from the word knuckle massage. Thank you very much, Jinx, who also is of Asian heritage. This is a very unfortunate conversation. Oh, it's the guy. I didn't think about that. Uh oh. So she's trying to hotwire this. Let's get back on this. Trying to hotwire the helicopter. The battle commences. No one is really getting hurt very badly. Duke leads the tanks at full speed when a disgusting Cobra Law tentacle trap is sprung, which engulfs Duke's tank. And I don't know what filthy cloaca did this foul trap come from. I had some stuff before that. Right here, General Hawk says, I can see the whites of their beady little eyes, which I thought was the weirdest line 
And I know he's referring to the line, don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes, Mm -hmm. which is from William Prescott from the Battle of Bunker Hill. Mm -hmm. But that's not really, that means don't fire until you're sure, but that doesn't really work in a jet. Like, it just doesn't, the line doesn't make any sense to me. He is General Hawk. He probably has really good eyesight. I guess so. (laughs) And also that happens after what I just saw happen. No, it doesn't. It's happening right now. Yeah. You haven't gotten to the part you were talking about I just watched it happen. Because they're firing at those goofy co- oh, never mind. This argument is documented, and my wrongness <laughs> is documented. Point has been given to me. Uh, the Cobra Law... It does make that sound. <laughs> the Cobra Law Air Force, whose cannons literally make quick, high-speed <laughs> farting noises when fired. Yeah, they're like and, armpit farts. And I'm just waiting for Ryan to go to town on this scene. Uh, Go to town? These yeah. these ships look like the result of a fuck sesh between cicadas and pterodactyls. Okay, Aaron just did it for us. All right. I, they reminded me of crane flies in, the, in some way. The Stop jo- it. <laughs> the Joes try to shoot them down. It's proving problematic. We go back to the raw heights. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chuckles starts the chopper by just spinning the front Like a World War One biplane. I, I will say this. Chuckles... By, and he's earning that rep. Is probably one of my is a very intriguing character because so far he's had no lines. I don't know if he speaks in this. He's movie. Throw, he threw. He took a missile and threw it <laughs> at uh, a target. Yep. And is. now he's about to ride on top of a helicopter. Did he not have a line during the training scene? No. Nope. He has not spoken yet, and, and he didn't have a line does. during the introduction in the lineup. Nope. I don't think he speaks at all. He just movie. does crazy stuff like uh, right, he, like he's going to ride on top of this helicopter. Okay, we've uncovered that Chuckles has no voice actor, so he does not speak in this movie. But he does crazy, crazy things. Uh, Chuckles starts the chopper by spinning the front blade with his hands. Uh, and even less OSHA approved is how he <laughs> yeah, hangs on for dear life well, uh, like a, a drunk on a mechanical bull. Uh, only this is a chopper, and he could be decapitated, but... Chuckles is crazy. They join the fight, mind you. Chuckles is is firing a pistol. A pistol at aircraft from the from the top of the tomahawk. Here, everything there's it's like three levels of insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Can I see that again, real quick? I just gonna see that one shot. It's just he's like. (laughs) (laughs) Very uh, yeah, very over the top. All it's right. a. I mean, this. It is a good th- thing that Ch- Chuckles is strong and pretty because he's not the brightest dude. No, he's not a smart person. <laughs> they get hit by one of these uh, tentacle cannons, and they're going down. Let's watch it happen. Like, once again, emulating the Autobots, they crash into a building <laughs> in an uncontrolled landing. So they are going down. They crash very hard. Oh, they're 100% moment. dead. They, Chuckles like, was on the outside of that chopper. <laughs> when it, so, yeah. Oh, my God. I just, when it crashes through that building. Yeah, yeah. and that he's is, the one who helps them all out. That is a monster crash. And But they're, they're, even for they're a car- okay. Even for a cartoon, I feel like this is straining credulity. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, no, they should not be alive. One thing I will notice as they're crashing in here, I feel like, 
I think in this uh, particular 10 minutes that we're watching, there's a few, I don't know if I want to call them nods to Transformers the movie, but borrowed equity perhaps. And uh, there's a scene where we go into Big Lob's eye and then kind of go back out is very reminiscent to me of the hot rod jumping from the top oh, of Lookout yeah. Mountain and then landing uh, at the bottom. More of that kind of madness later. That was also a fully animated sequence where the whole, like, everything's animated. Yeah. There's not really any painted backgrounds. It's all it's nice. just hand-drawn. It's really hard to do. Impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's a very cool, very cool scene, even though everybody should be dead. Yes, yes, yes. And then and then the good old Dread Nicks show up. Who? I've decided to, to do a third pronunciation. Oh, okay, good. We need more mm-hmm. of those. So, yes, the uh, Dread Knocks bust in on, do you know what that machine is called that they're on? A, a, a web weaver. It's the the front of it's a, a front of it's a Trans Am. Yeah, it does look like an old Camaro or yeah, old Trans, Trans Am. Am. Um, it is called the Thunder Machine. I love it. That's a terrible is, name. Is they are. Yeah. The, the one of the fun things in doing this and getting the notes together because I remember barely any of the characters' names and none of the vehicle names yeah. is to go to the G.I. Joe toy websites. And I, I use those to basically look up and I find, and the toys are so, uh, unlike what you see in the Transformers world, the toys are so accurate. They're to what we see Oh, they're so series. fucking they, awesome. Like the vehicles. They look just, really nice. To be fair, awesome. they don't have to transform. That's, you know, we'll give them that But credit. they got good detail on them. Uh, yeah. When I used to have to put the stickers on them, it was real specific. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the fun with having those, find those G.I. Joe toys is, Putting the stickers in just the right places, and it's good for people with ADD, just, OCD is what I meant. And this lo- was an awesome looking toy, and it's Thank an awesome you. looking design. <laughs> I feel like there's something very Mad Max about. Oh, absolutely, dreadnoughts uh, are very, and they're like what Australian, yeah, Cockney. We don't know what they are. New we Zealand. do they're actually. We know 100 percent they're Australian. I don't know about. I don't know about that. They're not. No, I don't know about the dreadnoughts accent. Uh, or you do know about the Dreadnoughts accent. You don't know about Dreadnoughts accent. I don't know where he's coming from. I mean, he's coming from a little bit of everywhere. I yep. Think. yep. <laughs> maybe he's well-traveled. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll maybe, definitely never we'll, know. Maybe you guys can ask him next time he shows right. up on the scene, but that won't be today. Oh, God, more Cobras show up in their Ravens. Uh, more great shots reminiscent of Transformers the movie here. We see... Um, that's a lot of shots not they hitting. They missed that vehicle. They <laughs> yeah. held on that vehicle at like one one hour, seven minutes, like eight seconds. They held on a vehicle getting shot at and nothing happened. Yeah. We we see Falcon. He's, he's yelling. That is Hawk. Or I'm sorry, that's Hawk. Yeah. General Hawk. General Hawk yelling some shit. Yeah. He's Falcon's father in an alternative universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, shots from behind him. It's the Cobras. It's the Ravens. They've brought in their own air support here. And we're going to zoom in and see a very, again, reminiscent <laughs> of Transformers the movie shot. Much more, yeah. Uh, okay, you're not giving me credit for the big lob thing. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Serpentor behind the red glass of his Raven. Uh, so, guys, did you know that in submarines and war rooms, they have these red lights that allow them to see in low light? Yes. That, yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. Did you mention it about uh, the Junkion sequence of Transformers the movie? No, he's talking no, about man. the plane that Galvatron, Galvatron was flying. Right, that's at the Junkion sequence of Transformers. Oh, well, oh. it was first in Autobot City. Oh, it was, you're right. Yes. Okay, my apologies. Yeah, so, but in this one, it really is red inside, as we'll see in a minute. Okay, flying in. 
I, would, I thought you guys would give me more shit about that because I mentioned it and you were like, it's not red inside in, the, in Transformers. And so I was trying to get you to attack me, but you were just like, eh, boring. <laughs> I don't have a very good memory. And I don't really care. Yeah, so it's bad all <laughs> around. Two for two. Uh, but I appreciate you tossing it up in the air for us to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to just uh, let whiff it at it. No, yep. Let it fall back to the ground. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Thud. Yep. Uh... Cobra, oh, as they do, I'm sorry, just one more thing, as they do mention, Buzz does mention later, the Cobra la-la-la-la-la trill mm-hmm. in, in, in Serpento's voice sounds fucking stupid. It does. He does sound terrible at it. It's he, embarrassing to have him do it. He actually. should never do it. Another uh, derivative shot from the Raven here that feels very Transformers the movie is this, this head-on, uh, the way they're coming at us and the, with the extreme force shortening also reminds me of Starscream sp- firing on Springer and RC. I don't know if they were literally borrowing I or don't. they're just, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, you're making filmmakers, you're doing storyboards, you're looking for dramatic shots. Yeah, I think they're illustrators and there's certain things that work well. I think yeah, the red that. light, maybe that is more borrowing. But this, like the force perspective and stuff, I think just makes it look more dramatic. It's just the storytelling aspect. Well... It does. Cobra Law releases some real fucked up shit. Are these things? I, th- I think they're called Marauders. Yes, they deploy the Marauders, uh, which are big, spiky worm things. Yeah, I was going to say they. Thank you, Caleb. Just to borrow from um, Cobra Law terminology, they should have called them the Serpents of Voluminous Capacity. <laughs> very well, very well done. Because these things are building-sized, bug-eyed worms. I just use them. I, that's again, <laughs> yeah. I have this in my notes. They bled off with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Cobra Law Biotech seems far superior to what they gave Cobra Commander out there in the world to use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he was set up for failure. Yeah. And, he was, and, he, <laughs> and he punished for failure. Punished for failure. Oh, God. So, and, and what makes them even more advantageous is they have the ability to materialize inside the building. Yeah, anywhere. They are, go inside the building and just bust it out. They come from underneath the building. That's right. Underneath, inside, They're like uh, out. Trimmers. Exactly. Great right. movie. Mm-hmm. Never seen. Oh my what? god! How is that possible? It was I like, saw Tremors so three. Why? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, you, then you didn't get it. You didn't understand what had come before. <laughs> the original Tremors is the only one really worth watching. So these things are big. There's at least three of them. One emerges under Duke and uh, and and throws his havoc to the side. Uh, which I guess he just found laying around after his uh, tank. <laughs> yeah, just jumping in whatever. Uh, the Marauders, they, they blow up more vehicles before ultimately penetrating the main building where the BET is housed. Yeah, they, they these Marauders are uh, like, okay. It does seem like, why even bring any vehicles? Right. Like, they're just so go, badass. Just go send those. They're super overpowered. And then we have. I like a, how they don't even try to let a Marauder take a shot at the dome, though. Maybe because they're afraid it's to delicate. damage the bees. It's the same way, like, they do have the three OG Dreadnoughts here uh, attack it, and I, I was like, why didn't they just use explosives like they did before? But I guess, yeah, you don't want to damage the BET. You gotta be And it's hilarious. It. They have Buzzer with his modded chainsaw, and the Monkey Wrench with his flamethrower, and the Ripper who just has a, a bayonet. A fucking medieval pike. <laughs> Which I, I will say, though, when I looked this up, these are their traditional weapons that yeah. came with them. Oh, yeah. It's good. And then sp- the Nemesis Force was like, spread out a bunch of lily hammers. Yeah, and uses his uh, his elbow spikes to penetrate the uh, the seams of the of the thing, and you know he's he's strong and shit, so he, yep. so he Super pulls strong. that away. Oh, oh, blimey! Uh, the uh, is blimey more of a British phrase or is it Australian? It's ostrich. It's ostrich. <laughs> it's ostrich. That's from Africa. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Nemesis Enforcer, he's on the scene. Uh, he uses his can opener elbows. Duke, uh, we switch we switch to outside the BET. He just grabs a can <laughs> no, from the side. This this vehicle is called the Silver Mirage. Uh, and he discovers that if you shoot the Marauders in the gut, it makes them take <clears throat> a nap. And so he, uh, you know, they, they, they discover the weakness. They start to exploit the weakness. Meanwhile, um, Cobra pulls the BET up to Serpentor. This was a cool landing sequence. Like, this whole thing I thought was very neat. And, like, the sound of the tires meeting the runway, I thought yeah. that was very cool. So Pantor um, lands his his raven. He hops out. If, I wish he would have jumped and flipped out all, yeah. all that Galvatron. Well, I but. thought, like, yeah, like, the supposedly the Transformers and the G.I. Joe teams were internally competitive, you know, uh, for making the movies. Were they? Yeah, the I didn't G- know that. Yeah, with the ha- Hasbro and Sunbow teams, yeah, the G.I. Joe and, and, uh, and Transformers, they were, like, you know, they were pretty involved with each other. Like, they mm-hmm. talked to each other. And um, I thought that if, if this was a nod to Galvatron, that it would be, like, Serpentor flying Destro or something. <laughs> He's just got his arms spread <laughs> out. <laughs> Galvatron's, like, would, hurling Destro him. would totally do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and then like, yeah, the Sergeant Slaughter and the Renegades, and then uh, fucking Serpentor does his Little John impression here. Meanwhile, Cobra pulls the BET up to Serpentor, and just in time for more Joes to show up and blow up his Raven. Yeah, the Renegades. <laughs> yeah, for more. So I had a few notes about the Renegades. Like, I've complained about how confusing it is to have like just brown haired dudes in camo, uh, just brown haired white dudes in camo. But the renegades and rawhides, I get continually confused which is which. Yeah. It's just way too close. It's like I having, did that while typing up notes. As yeah, well. me too. It's like why it's like having two guys in a movie named Mike and Mark. And then you add one named Mick. Like it's what's like it? having two guys on our show out there named Mike and Mike. It's true. We should get rid of one of them. <laughs> Somebody's gonna which attack. one? And, Listeners, you decide. It's a poll. <laughs> But also, like, how did they get here? Did they drive? Mike and Mike? No, the Renegades. Oh, oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. all, yeah. all just virtual, right? They, they drove all the way from the Himalayas. Drive, we're going to drive! Well, no, the Renegades were in the desert. But they, they were far enough away. They were just no, a they chopper were the, distance no, away. They were in the... Oh, yeah, they were in, like, Louisiana. No, that's right. So they could have... They drove from Louisiana to wherever the hell this is. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know where this is. Serpentor the mortars Sergeant Slaughter's driving. That's <laughs> I know, that tiny little thing. Everybody hungry? Let's stop at McDonald's. It's a Taco Bell. It's a Taco Bell. It's a t- <laughs> what is it? The Taco Bell Long John Silver's combo. Get whatever you want. Oh my god. Hush puppies. I'll cover the Virginia. And salsa. <laughs> I like to dip my chicken flanks in my bean dip. This they, sounds they don't have They don't have salsa at Taco Bell. They only have fire sauce, Diablo, mild. I also like that both of our impressions have evolved into Mr. T. <laughs> I'm trying to find a dun, 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 dun thing for Aaron just running our buzzkill on the <laughs> detail on the Taco Bell. <laughs> actually, they have fire sauce. <laughs> he did do. He did well, actually, us. I mean, you guys, you guys don't know like I know. Yeah, right. Taco Bell all day, every day for you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, I do. No, he's at the battle. Yeah. yeah. Listen, guys, Serpentor is mortaring yep. at this point. I don't know where that mortar came from, but it, it, it's it's functional, and it blows up. What What is Sergeant Slaughter's vehicle called again? the Triple T. The Triple T, and that, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize Falcon was riding with Sergeant Slaughter, mm-hmm. or is that just Falcon's 
No, Ooh, he was on the triple team. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're in there together. Fucked. He was on the side of it because Falcon just He's fired. He's the one that fired yeah. the, the rocket that blew They should up have survived from that. They get I know. fucked. And, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, the triple T stays fairly intact, yeah. uh, but, the but, you know, the guys are thrown from it. What's the deal with vehicles that are just, you're just hanging out on? What no, is, no protection, no, no, nothing. You're just there. And what out, is the deal? They're with all these vehicles. They're all convertibles, but they're not convertibles. You're just outside. Uh, basically, you know? so you can see the character. Duke uh, is here. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he rushes in to save Falcon. <laughs> so. Take a breath. No, that's Satan. Sergeant Slaughter. He's KO'd. And Falcon regains his senses relatively quickly. Duke sees what's going on here. You know, he, he's going to go try and save his brother because Serpentor is approaching. But yeah, and he hits him in the head with the butt of the gun where I'm like, you have a gun. That's not, just shoot him. You know what they should have done? They should have come to rescue this fortress with no weapons. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. Been, that would have been the way to do it. So Pentor reaches back, grabs one of his speary snake things, like as Ryan was saying, he takes a, a butt of the gun to his face. Should have shot him right in the head, right? That's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a little bit easier. They scuffle. Serpentor throws Duke to the ground. Serpentor picks his snake back up. Super dramatic. Just fire everywhere. Now, at this point, Serpentor says, die arrogant earth scum. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, why would he call him an earth scum? That feels like a line that would have been in Transformers, the movie. Well, it also is like, are we meant to think Cobra Law are aliens? Is that the implication? It know. shouldn't be the implication because they've given you no evidence. No, to that wasn't that. clear at all. Serpentor <laughs> is certainly not an alien because he's made up of DNA from humans. Yeah, humans. I thought they were just a competing hominid species that yeah. were supplanted by humans. So. Yeah. 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 Also, I will say Falcon and Duke have some gorgeous blue eyes in this scene. They do. So Serpentor, he rears back. He 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 wants to kill Falcon. He he's sick of Falcon's shit fucking up his plans. He gets his snake, he strokes it erect, he, <laughs> he, he chucks it, and uh, it's going right at Falcon, but you know what? Big Brother Duke goes in the way. He steps in the way and takes oh, it right in the way. Wow, heart. lots of blood. Oh, so like right from the be- the get go, I mean, it's just it's vermilion. It's explosive. It's it's right in his chest. And the animation of this part, I have to say, is outstanding. The, mm-hmm. the facial expressions, the line work around his face, cheekbones, eyes. The, I believe his know, eyes dilate a little bit. Yeah, they do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and just you know, it, it looks real. It yeah. looks very realistic. I guess, is this our moment of silence? <laughs> <laughs> I poured one out for Duke. Uh, so, Fal- oh my God, this bit coming up yeah, right Fal- here. Falcon what? is very—he's <laughs> very upset by this. Yeah, there, as the blood squirts everywhere, and I forgot to mention the music stops at that point. Mm-hmm. There, there's some very action-oriented, patriotic, horn-based marching band GI Joe music, and then it just stops. Right, suddenly. Duke falls to the ground, and and, and that's where Falcon just oh, pulls God. the oh, spike out of Duke's goddamn chest. I just noticed that when he, as he throws the spike to the side, it gets a little wiggly. It becomes a snake again. Yeah. Yeah, and I, whenever I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, definitely don't pull that out, you fucking idiot. I cannot imagine there's anyone who doesn't know, don't yank a giant spear stuck through somebody out of their body because they're going to bleed out. Right? Especially when it's thrown as a spear. And in their goddamn heart. Yeah, yeah. 
if not his heart, we were talking about this earlier. Certainly, so, so even, in, even yeah. in this, even in this very intense moment, the Falcon is still screwing. Up. Yes, yeah, well, right. he, I guess the, the maybe the impetus is that they didn't want uh, to keep animating him with a spear in his body uh, for it, kids to watch the yeah, spear bile no, up and down. Exactly. And then uh, Serpentor gets the hell out. Um, Serpentor takes off. Some giant uh, Mothra comes yeah, in to pick it, up it the BET. Like a combination of a tarantula. In a, moth. In, in a moth. I do like how it flies in backwards. Because that's a thing that animals can do. Except for hummingbirds. I think you could go follow that thing and shoot it down. Yeah. One would imagine. Great idea. That didn't even occur to me. You'll destroy the BET, but well, at least Cobra true. doesn't have it. They should just destroy the BET. It's caused nothing but trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Wasn't nothing... No, never mind. Nothing but trouble in the movie? John With Candy. John Candy shows up. They just wanted to go on three different characters. A vacation. Chevy Chase and Demi Moore found nothing but trouble. <sighs> that, let's do that movie next. It's, I haven't watched it recently. I bet it's bad. Oh, I know it's bad. I remember how big a deal, uh, in my head, when I watched that movie as a, we'll say, pre-junior high school student, I decided I wanted a Beamer, like a BMW, <laughs> because at the very beginning of the movie, Chevy Chase's character pulls up, and uh, Demi Moore, that's when I think he meets the Demi Moore character, and she's looking fine and foxy and has legs in this movie. All uh, the way and up. she goes, ooh, a Beamer. And so in my head, <laughs> my adolescent head, that meant Beamer equals girls like you. Mm-hmm. And, maybe and that can, became my brief, like, I want a Beamer someday. If I have a Beamer, maybe they'll, buy, they'll sell me alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Duke's not doing so well. A nice little, the animation's not the best, but they do have a nice little touch where his eyes gets wide as the information is delivered that Duke is in bad condition. Mm-hmm. We uh, go, we cut to a scene, everybody's gathered around Duke. It's kind of sad. Someone put the damn fires out. <laughs> that is true. Still- Those are, I would call them raging still. Yeah. But uh, Duke is unconscious. Duke is sharing parting words with Falcon at this point. He makes Falcon promise to get his act together and be a credit to his country. Falcon says he'll do him proud. You know, there is no better active manipulation than a dead <laughs> death promise. Death <laughs> wish, yes. His wounds on the wrong it's side. Like, wow. yeah. Oh my god, I didn't notice that. That's in, that's in the commentary. It switches sides. Um, but yeah, the, it's like the, the beginning of the movie Oscar where Sylvester Stallone is promising that he'll go straight to uh, Kirk du- or, uh, yeah, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> Dr. Poole! <laughs> Wait, Ferrucci's in. <laughs> I love that movie. It's great. Let's do that movie next. We keep saying that to all the movies we I, talk about. We're going to do Tombstone next because that is going to be fun. I don't have the connection to Tombstone. Oh, either. it's yeah, so it's good. A good movie. I mean, just everybody just likes Doc Holiday. I mean, Doc without, Holiday, without Doc him, Holiday. that movie is significantly it's that's trash. destroyed. But there's, yeah. You're going to say it's trash? It's yeah. trash. Without him in the movie, it's trash, but. Somehow he brings light to that. To I don't know. Everything in there. Everybody else has, like delivers great performances. I feel like, but his is so captivating that yeah. it overshadows even the other great performances. It is kind of a Val Kilmer highlight of his career. Yeah. honestly, it's a fantastic role. For him. So, uh, you know, Duke, uh, Duke, Duke uh, does his manipulation no. here, no. yeah, and of course, Duke's final words before slipping away into unconsciousness are, "Yo." Yeah. <laughs> He's gone into a coma. So they say. And I can just tell. And everybody's crying. The music is very sensitive. I, I do like Peter Falcon pulls him up and hugs him like, yeah, that's great. Definitely if he's still alive, move him around a whole bunch. <laughs> move his neck. 
God, these drawings are they still so good. They need to so get them the hell off the field with all the fire. Yeah. They, they really do. That's not helping. I mean, there's fire within five feet of the body, of his body. <laughs> well. So Hawk tells Falcon they're going to do everything they can for Duke. We'll do before, everything we can. For before turning to the camera himself. <laughs> Directly down the barrel yeah. to the camera delivers a tearful yo-jo. This, this yo-jo. is bordering Whoa. fourth wall breaking here. It's very soap opera-like. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. So, so, um, focus. so we, yeah. all, we all know that Duke was supposed to die here. What changed that? Um, Great question. I have some build, some notes in the build decks and stuff, but basically it was the, the negative response to Optimus Prime. Yeah. Right. By so, the way, that's the end of this minute. Yeah, we decided uh, to end right there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a good idea. It was like Transformers <laughs> was aimed at a little bit of a younger audience, and there's some argument that maybe an older audience could have handled Duke dying, uh, plus the fact that um, the Optimus Prime was the father figure and the only leader of the Autobots, so it had much more depression. Duke was in the leadership structure, but there, like General Hawk, still existed. Yeah, it was, it, he wasn't as important. Right, right. Wasn't as much of as a figurehead. He was still pretty important, though. I mean, he was probably the most popular G.I. Joe character. Would you? Snake Eyes. Snake I Eyes was there. Was there was different? There's different camps. I mean, they should make Snake Eyes leader. He's but he doesn't talk, so right. you know, people are always confused about <laughs> about what they're doing. Yeah, I like Beachhead as leader. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> we had terrible choice. <laughs> Um, there's about the same as last episode. We got, we got some beef in the abdomen of this episode. What does that mean? I've never heard that. The back before. end. What? Let's break this thing open like a lobster. Keep just starting to. <laughs> it's a bunch of non sequiturs. Please start talking so he'll stop. I just saying. don't know what's happening. I, I swear I haven't flipped. I think he might have been having a stroke. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the Buzz Dixon commentary, he says, I'll grant you it's a movie and we wanted a big action sequence, but if it were this easy to destroy the Cobra base, why didn't we do it by now? Right. Yeah. We know where it is. Yeah. They don't make it seem like it's a big act of discovery. We just learned the Technodrome is in Baton Rouge. That's all in vain anyways, because they built a whole other little, uh, little, a huge panic room underneath it. (laughs) Tabasco. (laughs) Tabasco. (laughs) Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Creole shrimp. It's too fake. There we go. Hurricane cocktail. <laughs> okay, we're. Done. I like the idea that Cobra just hits the party scene every <laughs> fucking weekend. They would be very surely popular be in New Orleans. Doctor Mindbender. Oh shit! I want to wear that outfit on yeah. the walk. Just walk out Mardi Gras, yeah. with your tits well, out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. I, I blinked out on what's the Mardi Gras street called that everybody talks Bourbon? about? Bourbon. Bourbon. It'd be funny though on occasion scenes that they, they go back and like uh, somebody's walking in and they just got a bunch of beads on them. Yes. <laughs> and like a huge hurricane glass. That would be funny. <laughs> but nobody talks about it. Yeah. It's just no, an everyday just thing. Yeah, it's just there. Um, the unit guarding the BET are not technically Joes. Uh, right. He called them ND Joes, which stands for nondescript. Anytime there was like a, a random non-Joe, they would just have that standard uniform, which kind of looked to me looked like a UN peacekeeper. I wonder if they did they make a toy for that. I don't think so. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Indeed, Joe. 
Yes, indeed, Joe. <laughs> Somebody make that profile and get in the comments. Oh, get it, get in and get it out. Um, uh, Dick Gautier, who did uh, Serpentor, couldn't reach that high-pitched trill that Buzz wanted. Now, my question is, didn't you include that in the script that it would be high-pitched? Like, it doesn't seem like he even tried. Like, hey, Dick, do a falsetto here. Cobra, la, 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 la. Like, a falsetto is not that hard. I think he just didn't want to do it. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> don't you know I'm the voice of Rodimus Prime? No. In the future. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, oh, so with Law, where they got shot down, uh, Law says, man, whoever heard of being shot down by a salad? Yeah. <laughs> Which, I hate that line. Well, Buzz Dixon says, I like that line. <laughs> and I hate it too, because also, like, it wasn't remotely a salad. No. It was bugs shooting vines, yeah. Yeah. so I don't get it yeah. at all. That connection is... Very loose. I, just, uh, I would have said, like, who has like get shot down by calamari? That's better. Know, yeah, that's better. better. Uh, <laughs> Way better. Do it. Nobody would get it. <laughs> okay. Um, the the reason that Duke knows the Marauders are weak on the underbelly is due to a previous scene that was cut for time where they discovered it. Which I'm like, that's a fine cut. Does he go into any... I mean, that's it, it seems like a thing you'd try. It was only 20 seconds he said they cut, but then also, like, it seems like he cut other stuff, like the Five seconds they hang on that tank that's being shot at where nothing happens. But yeah. whatever. Um, Buzz brought up to Sunbow and Hasbro that in all the time they've been doing a war show, no one has ever died. And, quote, we really need to address that. Um, and Duke was set to be dropped from the product line. Like, you notice, Caleb, the wound jumps back and forth from side to yeah. side on there. And then, at, oh, man, this is where I'm like, Duke. Oh, Duke. Buzz, I like you. You seem like a nice guy. I, I think you're fun. But this little bit where he goes after she Scarlet says he's gone to a coma. Buzz delivers this quip that makes my asshole constrict. And here's what he says: He's gone to a coma. No, he hasn't. To paraphrase Monty Python, he's not in a coma. He's passed on. This Joe is no more. He has ceased to be. He has expired and gone to meet his maker. This is a late Joe. He's a stiff, bereft of life. He rests in peace. If he hadn't been dubbed in that line, he'd be pushing up daisies. His metabolic processes are only of interest to historians. He's hopped the twig, he's kicked the bucket, he's shuffled off this mortal coil, he's run down the curtain, and joined the choir invisible. This is an ex-Joe. So he says that uh, aloud in, in the, the commentary. commentary. It's it's just, it's from a Monty Python the the parrot bit. So I hated that. I hated that he did that. It, well, that is a big preparation. I my my pre pre prep is 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 quips and you know just little turns of phrase. Mm -hmm. I'm not as uh, witty off the cuff as yeah. I'd like to be, and so you know I you know there's nothing wrong. People have writers. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm my own writer. Shout out to Drake, who's not. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, Shots fired to Drake. You don't have a, a, a Bruce Blanche come in and do punch up on your scripts. That would be that'd be nice. I'd love to get in some kind of. That's how bad like, I am. I want Bruce Blanche fight with Drake. Yeah, <laughs> people have been real upset that he's like hanging out with uh, what's her face, uh, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. I They're know. like, get away from him. Who is that? Megan Thee Stallion's a rapper. So hang on a minute. People, okay. people are upset at her and him. Well, she's there. People are just like, get away from Drake. He's trash. How do you know all this? You don't listen to music. West, uh, I have a girlfriend who uh, does. Okay. Well, hang on. I, I want to get into this. Make I love Megan The Stallion, and I like Drake. It, so I think I'm, he's I'm, just this, a, so he's the, perceived as a fuckboy. So this person's called Megan The Stallion. Yes, she's a rapper. She's dirty. 
Okay. Yeah, but she's you know fairly lyrical. She's got some skills. Good she's very attractive. Shit, and not ugly. Yeah, and so be, I think. But there's are, nothing wrong with Drake either. People that hate on Drake. I mean, uh, this I isn't think, a hip hop podcast, I, but but uh, I, I like Drake. I I don't think the problem is Drake in and of itself. But I think the problem is that Drake's like a fuck boy, and they're like, so, what is a fuck boy? I hate that phrase. It means somebody who just is like a douchebag who, you know, like I saw this video that is kind of the emulation of That's what a fuck phrase fuckboy is, is like, um, it's just basically somebody who, you know, it's just a piece of I've, shit. I, I've heard the phrase. I've always con- like kind of uh, associated it with douchery. Yeah. You know what? I feel like Megan the Stallion and Drake, honestly, to me, that feels like a good pairing. I, right. support, I support this. I don't know anything about either one of them. Just delivering the, just, just spilling the, the tea. tea? <laughs> yes, right. Spill the tea, baby. Okay. All right. Uh, where the fuck were we? I we're, don't even know how we got here. We're at the end of this episode. That's right. And and you've delivered a script deviation. So Is now it's time for Iconic Jomans. Let's talk about this iconic moment. I failed to put one in here. <laughs> I do see that that box is. I have, I have one. I, I like one. the the script the, the script deviation or the voice actors <laughs> other Ryan. fun details and iconic Joe Mint are all blank boxes. And my, yes, my my notes page is a table. It's tabular, and uh, you know I have titles for my sections. It's called being organized. That's good. Oh. And uh, but yes, I wasn't organized enough to actually come up with an iconic Joe Mint for this season. Or this moment. So okay. I noticed something. I'm just taking the opportunity in this section. It's not iconic. <laughs> it's actually the opposite of iconic. All right. I took note of it. General Hawk. Anti-iconic. S- anti-iconic. I swear that at some point when Hawk is flying his aircraft, he goes, get hard, Joes. Yeah, you texted that, and I don't know what you're well, talking now about. now we need to find it. Hard on, says, a, hard, hard on. He Joe's. says, "Pour it on." He says, "Listen, hard on." He says, Joe's. "Pour Listen. it on." Pour it on, Joe's. We can't let them get their hands on the BET. Hard on. He Joe's. says, "Pour it on." It does not sound anything like hard. I'm with Ryan. I thought he said hard on, Joe's. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we have just watched this no, over and over back to one, oh, se- one hour and seven minutes because Caleb was convinced that, that General Hawk said hard on, Joe's. Hard on, Joe's. This, Which is a nonsensical I statement. Know, I it was strange. It's a testament to you listening to a low-quality version of the movie no. via the It's definitely Twitch, that since uh, both of us did not think that. <laughs> It says pour it on. He clearly says pour it on Joe's meaning the firepower. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. Yeah, hard on Joe's. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know in what world that makes sense, but I, uh, I appreciate I it. I was weird. That's why I commented on it. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Mine was just like, he slipped into a coma. Voiceover is the, the unintentionally funniest line I've ever heard. Well, I mean, let's talk about that for a second, because that's obvious to me probably the... It's supposed to be the iconic moment, that whole sequence. Yeah. Is it iconic because we saw blood in a G.I. Joe It was a lot of blood. For the first time. Is it iconic because they switched up what they were going to do? And if they had killed him, think how horrifying that was. You saw a man die just then. I feel like they really did the opposite. Like, they took every the information from everything they knew and made the all the wrong choices. Like, they should have let him die. 
It's so stupid that he didn't die. I'm not up on G.I. Joe canon. Do people die in G.I. Joe? Man, I don't know. (laughs) Nope. I don't know about that. I'm sure they die in the books. Yeah. I would think. One thing about this moment is that it is very late in the movie. It is. We're we're two-thirds of the way, at least three-quarters maybe of the way through here. Yeah. It raises the stakes at a very weird time. Mm -hmm. The pacing of it is is really strange. It is strange. Optimus Prime dies about 25 minutes into the Transformers movie, and we are an hour and ten minutes in. Well, I guess we'll see what happens next week, everybody. Is that two weeks? Two weeks, everybody. <laughs> this will be another situation where we're recording where I have to do a real quick edit turnaround, but that means you don't get to change anything I did. I'm going to be in Mexico. If anybody has any Tulum recommendations, I'm there right now, so don't give them to me. Don't care. I love Tulum. It's a, well, it's a great place. Well, weren't you just there? <laughs> People keep I, saying that. I don't Melody put Instagram, I assume on Instagram, photos from our previous trip. But she indicated that it was a previous trip, and uh, I, I look three years younger in these pictures. Anyway, they're they're on Instagram, and uh, you're not the only person that's done that. Lots of people have been like, "Oh, how was your trip to Mexico?" So I, I guess at this point, I need to fault my wife. I think I think that she's clear; that she can be to blame. Okay, I All think right. people don't I'll really read it. the comments. I don't read well, the comments. I'm going in to to Loom. I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going in. Get hard, Joe. Staying on. Uh, we're staying hard on. on Jones. Uh, yeah, you said get hard. I, I messed it up. I mean, yeah. It's what we got next week. Two weeks. Hang on a second. I just want to thank all of those who've been supporting us in the APDC <laughs> store. We ran out of cup recruitment posters. Oh no! Yeah, but we restocked. I just want to let the world know. Oh, you we didn't did, order. We did a very small restock. Oh yeah. Uh, but, well, it seemed like the demand was there, so we did, did a little it. restock. <laughs> We've got our APDC pin series illustrated by Ryan and myself, and it, we, you know, we appreciate your patronage. Thank you guys for being interested in the in Absolutely. the artwork. More is on the way. Get it now. Supplies are limited. Any, uh, remind, or actually, I would just like to remind everybody about the G My Joe Challenge. Yeah. Go to G, what is it? Joe go, Customs. Go to Joe Customs. Make a, uh, make a, a G.I. Joe file card. Uh, post it on your Twitter. Uh, tag. Ha- hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag G My Joe. Uh, put us in there and then um, and then uh, and then flush it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb invented this challenge and hates it and abandoned it very quickly. Cannot hate it more. <laughs> so please continue to listen, subscribe, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, tune in. Five stars, please. Review, subscribe. Uh, there's also, tr- of course, social media. Twitter is where we tend to be the most active. Yep. Facebook and Instagram, all of them at a podcast. And the web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. Ryan, anything There's going to be some stuff up there that I'm going to put. And it's going to be about General Hawk getting hard, apparently. All All right. Taking off his clothes. Okay. Peep the shop. Check the merch. This is a great episode, guys. Bye. 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 Uh, okay. I, Ready? Well, I did, it, just because, like, you allowed me to say one dream. There was one other dream I had this morning that I thought was fun. It involved me, like, first I was making out with Kim Fields. So that was wow. awesome. Kim, Field, Kim Fields again? Kim Fields is, uh, she was 2D from uh, Facts of Life. And she was, and she's um, on, uh, That's good. 
Uh, oh, you're talking about living single. Yes, living single. Thank you. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I was in a grocery store and I got in a physical altercation with Bill Cosby. And the, we knocked out a huge display. So I don't know if, how he was out of jail. Uh, and then the third component was I got a 147 out of 201 on a Fast and Furious internet quiz about their new movie where they all drive old VW bugs. This is a dream? Yeah. Wow, I love it. That's a cool dream. You've always remembered your dreams. Yeah. In, in a I, way that I... I know. make it a point to, like, if you just tell... I also... Recap them once you wake up. That, and, like, before I go to sleep, I'm like, remember your dreams. And also, I wake up about five times a night. So if you wake up in the middle of it, it's the that's the best yeah. to remember it. And then also, I try to lucid dream, which works not that often, but maybe once a year. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah? Yeah. Define it. How do you make yourself you, do it? You're a... Well, you know what? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you are well. I was you're aware to, that you're awake in your. You're aware. So, that, how do you do it? You're aware you're in your dream. Basically, the easiest way to do it is to just before you're falling asleep, as you're falling asleep, like just be like, tell yourself, kind of think about something to do in a dream. Like, think about logic, and then think about like you're about to go, you're about to be dreaming. I'm going to be awake in my dream, or I'm going to be aware in my dream, and it, it also during the best time to do it is like during a nap, like in the afternoon. Huh. Establish some triggers ahead of time that hopefully your it's awesome. will like break. You're like you're basically trying to plant some tools that your subconscious will recognize as and will recall that tool like oh that and then all of a sudden you're like right oh yeah that's right sort of like Inception yeah that's exactly uh, right. but then I'll, there are more times I'll realize I'm dreaming but I don't get to the lucid point I'll be right. aware I'm dreaming but I don't but flip over you don't into control. controlling it yeah, yeah I'm like that. Okay, I, I've had lucid dreams before for sure, but mostly when I was younger, not really. It's the best. I had one recently where I decided to start teleporting, and I teleported into a. It was a like a dream, not dream, because I was aware I was doing it, but I wasn't in control of everything. I teleported into my ex girlfriend's um, bedroom where she had a group of people, and she was blowing a crack addict. Huh. And I was, <laughs> Did you control that situation? Were you like, they, I, I hate you. I'm no, going to make you blow a crack. I just thought it was interesting. I was invisible. No, I didn't have control of that component. Just no. me. And I was invisible. And then I was like, all right, I bamfed away. Uh, do you care to name this ex-girlfriend? It was Sarah. Okay. <laughs> the most, the, it's likely to be true. Brussels, <laughs> <laughs> Brussels, where we sell good. 